You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast Australia, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful tech leaders in Australia. I'm Matt. I help connect businesses with tech talent, and today I'm your host. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Evolution Exchange. It's been a while between podcasts myself, so happy to be back and on board, and I'm joined by three senior leaders in the tech industry. So today we'll be looking into the topic of the benefits and pitfalls of running an agile methodology. So before we get into the topic itself, uh, I think it'd be good to get uh, some introductions from some of our panelists. So I'll start with you, Anki, if you could introduce yourself uh, and we'll kick things off. Thanks, Matt. Hi, everyone. My name is Anki Shiva. I came to Australia 12 years back and I live with my small family, my husband and my six-year-old girl. Uh, I'm the director of mobile and web at Transpire. Transpire is an Australian digital consultancy which recently became part of the CINT family. Um, CINT is a public listed global company and we form the core part of CINT's Australian business and we focus more on digital cloud and design capabilities. I lead an engineering and a QA team of around 45 people focusing on delivering mobile cross-platform and web projects. A big part of my career was in software development and I later moved into more business and leadership roles. I'm also really passionate about improving the diversity and gender equity in tech space. That's a little bit about me, and I'm super excited to be here today and looking forward to the chat. Awesome. Thanks, uh, Anki. I'll, uh, and Anki's been on before, so I appreciate jumping on again. Um, and I'll pass it on next to you, Will, to introduce yourself. Sure. Um, also, uh, super super excited to be here today. So uh, I'm Will Everett. So I'm Director of Product Solutions um, at Seven West Media. Um, so I lead um, product innovation and uh, technology. And uh, yeah, the products I cover is uh, Seven Plus uh, and Seven News amongst uh, others. Um, I have a real kind of strong passion and, you know, has been kind of a key focus for me for like over 15 years is uh, essentially strategy uh, and transformation um, of a business. Uh, and another strong uh, passion with the two World Cups uh, coming up is uh, England uh, to win in Qatar, but also the women's team uh, next year uh, here in Australia as well. Awesome. Thanks for that, Will. And the last thing I get to jump in, please, Priya, and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Priya Sharma. I am working as a delivery manager engineering in the Coles liquor space. I have the experience of 15 years in the IT industry and from leading teams, designing and implementing solutions. I have done all hats in the software development lifecycle and currently working as a technical leadership role where I'm leading data engineering and testing team and setting up the right standards, how to deliver better customer outcome and how to make a high performing team. That's what I'm looking forward. And uh, I'm very excited here to have the conversations around Agile and uh, yeah, Looking forward over there. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Priya. I'm, I'm hoping, I know, I know we're recording already, but I'm hoping your audio cut out for a little bit there. So I don't know, if, it, I don't know if everyone else did, but I'm, I'm sure we can add in later if so. We'll keep going. But um, we'll, we'll jump in to the first question. Appreciate everyone's introduction. So the first question uh, was brought forward by Anki, which which kind of is very broad, but we'll, we'll kind of kick it off with that. I think it's a good start is what are the benefits and pitfalls of Agile and what other methodologies are commonly followed in product delivery teams today? So I'll get you to start with that one. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. 
I won't go into much detail about all the advantages and disadvantages of Agile uh, because I'm keen to kind of like understand everyone's thoughts around it. So I probably may touch on just a few things that um, that are important that I saw, which was really good um, compared to, you know, like Waterfall, which is the traditional linear model of project delivery. Agile has got enormous amount of advantages, especially when it comes to software development. Um, it promotes teams to be more flexible, responsive, and adaptive to changes, right? And there's always a focus on delivering a working software at the end of the sprint, which is something which I really like. Um, the idea is to have like that functional version of your product component, um, which is not a perfect version, but something that would be usable and tested by the actual users in real life. Um, this is how we can identify, you know, like if there are bugs or if there are changes in customer behaviors or anything, and then add it back to your planning and adapt to the situation. So the flexibility that it gives um, to adapt as you learn new things as you go, that's something which really stands out for me. Um, this helps you to pick up those signals like market changes or user behavior changes and bring it back to your planning and define it and develop it so you can build the right thing which should be used by people. That's the most important advantage in my mind for Agile. Um, and talking about some of the disadvantages, firstly, it could be a bit difficult when it comes to predicting the effort for building the whole thing, um, the cost and time and resources. Uh, you can't really predict that uh, very well at the beginning of the project because we don't have that sort of a clarity uh, when we get into the iterations. We uncover a lot of stuff as we go through it, right? Um, and secondly, for Agile to work properly, I believe there's a lot dependent on the people that are in the teams. Uh, the team members really need to understand and perform their role properly. And also that discipline and commitment that is required from the team is very, very important. Um, Agile teams are like self-organizing cross-functional teams, right? Who should have the autonomy to make decisions about the product. If the team fails to make the right decisions or don't feel empowered to make the right decisions, or if they don't communicate well or actively collaborate, that itself can actually, you know, make the whole thing fall apart. Um, and like it's mentioned in the Agile Manifesto, build projects around motivated individuals. That seems to be a key thing, which I feel like uh, if your Agile fails, it's probably because of some of these reasons. So uh, probably not a disadvantage of Agile itself, but how we may use it and how it all comes together. Um, so. Yeah, I'm keen to kind of hear your thoughts around what stands out for you. Um, and going to the second part of the question uh, about like what common methodologies are used in the teams these days. Um, I see a combination of Agile, Scrum, or like Lean and a bit of design thinking, everything coming into place with more focus on uh, principles and adopting what works for your team than putting a lot of emphasis on the processes. Uh, but yeah, I'm keen to kind of hear uh, what you guys think. Awesome. Thanks, that Anki. Will, we'll get you to jump in. What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts? I'll get you to go next. Sure. Look, um, I think um, uh, transparency is a, a big a big thing for me because, you know, once you've um, defined a strategy, you know, you go into um, execution and actually being able to, on a regular basis, you know, via the showcase, actually demonstrate you know, what is being built uh, and get the business excited about, you know, the journey of actually executing um, uh, the strategy. So that's a, um, a big uh, part for me. Um, obviously, being customer centric, 
um, is at the forefront um, of kind of um, uh, agile uh, delivery. Uh, and, you know, the product owner, you know, representing the customer uh, to the team. So I think, you know, um, that works uh, really well. Um, but actually, you know, as touched on, you know, empowerment of the team. So the team gets to own um, their little piece of the puzzle uh, and own it and shape it and uh, uh, drive it forward. Um, probably the uh, the big missing part for Scrum and agile uh, generally um, is the fact that it caters for a um, a certain element of uh, execution, and to be successful within the business, there's a whole heap of stuff that goes in and around it. So, um, as an agile adoption, if you just go in and put in Scrum with nothing else, you'll typically fail. Um, and you know, one of the key elements uh, for me is having that kind of uh, product lifecycle. A lean product lifecycle that sits in and around that. So, you know, that's your product roadmap, your quarterly uh, plans, um, you know, your clear prioritization, um, all those elements. If you can tie your kind of lean product lifecycle to your kind of scrum methodology that sits within the teams, that's kind of the, the perfect kind of hybrid approach for me. Awesome. Thanks, Will. Thanks for that answer. I really appreciate it. And Priya. Thank you. Um, Definitely, um, Agile is a framework, as we all know, and it is simple and it is complex at the same time, because the best part which I like about Agile is we are following that iterative technique that is for any software development lifecycle, plan, build, test, and then review and then launch it. So that's the cycle which we do iteratively for like a sprint of two weeks, three weeks or four weeks, depend upon the type of the team. And this is a clear um, customer focused approach. That's where your customer is working with you from the start of the journey. So they will see the product iteratively, what needs to be improved, what needs to be changed, and you get a good feedback quickly. That is the best part of the Agile. But yes, um, and other than that, there is uh, more around uh, how to change it and how to form a team which will follow the Agile in a best way. Because in the Agile, we have multiple roles like product owner, like Scrum master, and normally the individual contributor roles from the development lifecycle perspective. If we don't have the right roles in our team, that's where the problems start. And ownership is definitely a big point, which Anki also mentioned, which I feel like everybody, whoever is working in a team, first of all, set up the right standard. That's where the team will achieve the best outcome. The other, um, the way I feel like how um, the disadvantages comes into the picture, it is more around whenever we are working in a tight timeline, two weeks sprint, three weeks sprint, that's where the team will feel around the pressure and stress because they have to deliver the result in a timeline. So that is one, I would say it's a disadvantage, which I can see sometimes because if the things are changing, they are not uh, having that, maybe the right estimation is not done. Story which we have taken into this sprint, it is not what they have think, some uh, dependency comes to the picture. So the understanding around that side is highly important. And the uh, I think the business side, lack of understanding of agile from the business side, it is also um, setting the team into the backside 
because they think like wow agile let's follow it but they don't understand and support around the processes so the um, buying the stakeholders and giving them the right um, expectations that that's how the agile will work so i feel like pros and cons are always there it is more around how to set up a team and how to set the expectation that's it awesome thanks does anyone have anything else to add in or do you think we've covered that it's pretty it's, well uh, uh, the only thing I'd touch on um, that you mentioned um, there as well <clears throat> is, um, you know, agile purists um, and, you know, that's a danger within itself. So, you know, um, when you have a maybe a, a junior developer has done um, agile for the first time, they're reading the agile uh, manifesto um, and they want to buy that, um, uh, follow that by the letter. And it's basically, you know, no, actually, you can plan forward. Um, actually, as a business, we need to be able to say when we're going to ship this product to market and we ha need to have a go-to-market plan. So I think, you know, um, the core elements of Scrum um, are, you know, absolutely fundamental and must be followed. Um, but, you know, um, you can't beat applying a little bit of common sense. And to me, a lot of what Scrum is, is common sense. So. Mm. Awesome. Thanks, I will. Any anyone else want to add into that? Or all good. All good. All, all right. Good. Appreciate everyone's answers. Uh, that was good. We'll we'll move on uh, to the next question, which was yours, Priya. Uh, with the question being, how how to fit agile while working in a fixed date delivery project? If you want to, yeah, maybe elaborate that or start us off with that one. Sure. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, how I come up with that question is more around there is a fixed date to deliver a solution, but follow the Agile methodology. <laughs> so that's where I feel like the basic purpose of Agile is you as a team will work it out and see the capacity, velocity, and based on that, you can decide what we can deliver in small sprints. But how to fit Agile in a way when business is giving you the uh, delivery date and you have to fit all your processes into that. So that's where I feel like is it properly agile? It is hybrid or it is more around we are fitting the processes into that timeline. <laughs> so that's what I feel like agile because it is flexible. I want to see like how and what you are having the views around that side and what is the best way to go ahead if you have that type of situation. Okay. Do you want to give your answer first or do you want to shoot across okay. the... Okay, I think I can start. pass around. Yeah, yeah okay. Cool. First, the answer is more around Agile, and we'll say it's a fragile because it's flexible and right. agile. How to fix it? So you need to be flexible enough to fit all your processes because at the end is delivering the product that is meeting the customer or your business outcome. So um, it is a hybrid. So you are following sort of waterfall approach because you have the fixed timeline, but you are following all the agile ceremonies, the ways of delivery. So that's how we are doing at the moment. And I feel like um, if you are flexible enough, if your team is supporting and if your team is having the right attitude and they all understand what your roles are, then it's it's okay to deliver it. It's a rapid, um, rapid delivery. That's what I feel like. It is a rapid delivery model that comes up in that type of situation which we are following at the moment. And it is not fully, fully agile. So... That's it. <laughs> Want to see like how you guys are working over yeah. there? 
Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's not very uh, uncommon to have a fixed delivery date. It could be, you know, like there are, uh, the, we are a consultancy, right? A lot of projects that come to us may have, uh, you know, this marketing campaign is happening in uh, six months time. So we got to have a fixed deadline and got to release the product or there could be some legal compliances or this has to be out by this date, right? There is no other mm -hmm. choice. That always happens. And, you know, traditionally projects have been constrained by what is known as this iron triangle, you know, constraints of time, resources and scope. Um, it's all interrelated, right? So if you change one, uh, it would have an impact on the other stuff. If you change time, so if you have, if you're fixing the time, that means you have to trade off the resources or the scope side of things. Um, that's okay. how I see it. So if you want to kind of deliver something um, by a particular time, what you can think of, you know, is it possible to have like multiple scrum teams working towards it, increase your resources um, or trade off on the scope? Um, because, uh, you know, you can al always like figure out what are the most important stuff that needs to be out by that time and then prioritize it in a way um, that you just deliver um, the scope that is critical um, and plan it like that. So that's how we would approach it. Um, if at all possible, it's, um, you should seek to uh, fix your resources as in like you probably don't want to change the team so much as in like adding more people or, you know, like uh, that probably not an efficient way, I feel. Um, so fix the resources and possibly the time, uh, but keep the scope as available, which works well with Agile, right? Like because you're uncovering what is important for your product and what changes needs to be done. So if you can keep that flexibility in the scope, that works well. Um, but there are certain cases where you probably need a fixed scope as well, as in, you know, sometimes you may have really good clarity on what needs to be delivered. Sometimes you're like, okay, we have all the information, we have the user feedback or we you know exactly what needs to be done. So that is fine. Um, but then it has to go with a lot of upfront upfront planning and, uh, you know, understanding the tech feasibilities or you may approach it with, a lot of proof of concepts at the at the starting or in you know, like tech spikes and do that exploratory sort of work to reduce the risk when it goes into uh, you know fixed scope sort of a, um, a project. Um, so there are multiple ways. Basically, uh, what I would say is like you got to trade off the other corners of the triangle depending on what you're fixing, um, and that's totally possible. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, sir. thank you. And Will, get you to jump in. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, um, and um, I've actually been uh, using uh, this type of uh, element as a kind of um, an interview uh, scenario, um, I, and I've actually used it across my last kind of four companies. So I've been, I think I've used it in one. I used it at News Corp in London about twelve years ago, and I just thought, Do you know what, this is a fantastic test for kind of product managers. Uh, and delivery managers, um, and it was structured in such a fashion that there's there was no way you could win. So it was all about, you know, um, what kind of creative thinking they would um, apply to the situation. Um, but effectively, there was a hard date. Um, you know, there was a challenging product owner. You know, who wanted everything um, uh, for that day. You know, there was a fixed set of number of sprints. Um, and, you know, if you didn't read the second part of the set question, there was another kind of gotcha 
uh, in there uh, as well. So I probably shouldn't tell people this because now they'll prepare for it. Um, but, um, you know, it, it is all of those things that have been said. There's so many things you can kind of uh, trade on um, and uh, uh, maneuver uh, type thing. But, you know, um, uh, you know, having the sprint zero and um, making sure you provide those um, initial foundations, you know, gathering as much information um, as you've got, you know, especially in um, uh, the media world, sometimes um, for uh, new product development, um, you, you can literally have like three months where you've got a where you've got to get out a fully featured, uh, you know, experience out to kind of um, uh, market. So you know, the, the pressure can be on. So um, doing the sprint zero, where you know you've got at least a high level architecture. So you've you know you've done enough um, to start development. Basically, um, you know you've got your um, uh, initial. Um, uh, designs again enough to start development you know there's cheats you can do where you can start uh, building the app uh, or, or the um, website whatever it is um, and just use kind of uh, the structures without applying the design and the ux uh, and stuff so there's you know there's ways to um, uh, achieve those things and in terms of um you know, having a, uh, a a deadline or a, a time where you need to go to uh, market, you know, let's all remember companies need to make, you know, uh, revenue and ROI and, and uh, all of those things. So, you know, it's a sometimes a difficult um, conversation to have, but, um, you know, uh, being agile is also being value driven. So if there is something to get out to market, uh, in two months' time, uh, and you've done the evaluation of the, um, you know, of the product build and uh, go-to-market plans, um, and you've, you know, the expectation is on the business um, that they're able to clearly define actually, you know, um, the uh, the revenue going to get back from the initiative actually stacks up, then then you go for it, but. You know, you also need to challenge if it's a vanity project or, you know, um, the actual real business value uh, isn't there. It needs to be questioned. And if, you know, hey, sometimes you can push back and uh, uh, challenge. But if there's, a you know, someone just wants to get this thing done and the ROI isn't there, then it's fine. OK, we accept that and we'll do it. But, you know, <laughs> like just accept those things when we do do this so i think there's you know i, I mean i've been doing uh you know i was um the launch cto for stuff in new zealand 22 years ago and that's new zealand's biggest digital platform a lot of the co um, uh, elements um we use to get that to market um you, you know in terms of time boxing effort prioritization of features you know there was something back then called rapid application development which was the precursor to agile and what some elements of agile were uh, based on and again those things haven't changed yeah that's that's um, definitely totally agree with both of you because that's what we are also trying but i was thinking like is it another way to go ahead it's good that these are the ways which is working and uh, best results comes up with following those things as well so good to hear those ones <laughs>
Awesome. Thanks that for everyone. Anyone else want to wrap anything else up with this question or should we move on? I think I really like uh, the way Will and uh, Hanky describe around the trade-off or identify what is the minimal viable product because that's what if um, set the expectation, this is what as a business outcome you want to achieve, this MVP product will give you that value. So if set the expectation upfront, do all the prep work upfront, then delivering the result in the fixed timeline will work it out better way. So yeah, it's a good takeaway. Well, one thing I would uh, say, because, you know, um, uh, the, the term MVP is, you know, been around uh, in the industry for eight years or so, and you definitely have to be um, uh, careful when some teams use MVP um, to deliver nothing of value. Um, you know, they cut it down so much. So actually what you go to market with, uh, and then it fails and you're like, how did that fail? How was that possible? It's like, well, look what you delivered. So uh, I think it's, yeah, a term to be used with caution. I think well, it's, uh, nowadays it's more MLP, minimum lovable product. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it covers what you're talking about, yeah. yeah. Trouble is, that will be just become the new MVP. Correct. Another version. I guess uh, one one other point um, I thought of adding uh, is it makes it harder for um, you know people who are planning uh, and they have this deadline uh, and what am I going to get out of uh, you know this three to six months or whatever. Um, it's good to kind of. Um, say that you can fix the uh, the size of the project as in like you know the story points that we use for estimating and we can say okay this is the size the complexity or the story points you're going to get at the end of this and uh, then it makes it a bit more easier to uh, discuss and identify okay what sort of functionalities and let's prioritize and see what can fit in that size for this time um, that might help with the conversations as well, Priya, um, just to, you know, get back into prioritizing and identifying the MVP or MLP um, <laughs> on what needs to be delivered by that time. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, one consideration here is, um, you know, product evolution versus new product development. Product evolution, when you've got an established, predictable team you know to say hey you guys need to deliver this over the next two quarters you've got a, a certain level of predictability and it's actually relatively you know um, easy to get that kind of um, output but when it's a brand new product you're spinning up a team with no predictability with a bunch of unknowns um, it's really about just you know um, solving those unknowns and getting that kind of predictability and yeah, because if you're doing, I don't know, four months worth of planning on a brand new team that have no established velocities, you know, that can be definitely one of the challenges. That's right. And initial, I think, first two sprints is more around checking how your team is performing, what's the velocity and what's my capacity. Totally agree with that. Awesome. Thanks a lot, everyone. I like the detail with that. And uh, we'll move on to our third question, which was yours, Will, with the question being, uh, should an individual team be able to choose their delivery methodology? For example, we don't want to use Scrum. We want to use Kanban. Yeah, look, this is definitely a, a, a favorite of mine, uh, only because I've heard it 
so many times uh, across the years. Uh, and I, I do think it's uh, loaded with uh, danger um, uh, as well. Um, and, you know, you know, there are there's Kanban, there's Scrumban. And, you know, it's it's great that a team is passionate um, about these elements that they actually want to trial um, uh, something uh, uh, different. And you hear it a lot of the time when you've got a team that maybe is part product development and part operations, you know, they have a tendency to say, oh, you know, operations you can't put into Scrum. Therefore, you know, please let me use Kanban um, sort of thing. And then you let them, uh, you know, use something like Kanban and it's just a to-do list, which is not Kanban. So um, I think for me personally, uh, and, and what I've uh, seen, um, I basically won't let a team use anything other than uh, Scrum. So they have to prove themselves uh, that they can effectively use Scrum. Because if a team can't use uh, Scrum, there's funda- something fundamentally wrong with the team because it's like if they can't pull that together and give you your predictability – um, and they just want to do uh, Kanban. But if they're high performance in Scrum and then want to do Scrumban or Kanban, then sure, go f- go for your lives because it's a trusted team with you know um, predictable kind of output, and they've uh, proved themselves. But if you if the team's not kind of output in uh, in Scrum and they're you know pointing to the methodology. Um, uh, is the issue as we all know typically the the issue is a human being so um yeah that that would be my kind of um for me personally that's my normally go-to awesome thanks phil thank you i'll get you to jump in uh well when i uh, when i saw this when i had this question i was thinking i it all depends on the context what we are talking about right um depends on what sort of teams, what's the size of the teams, is it a big project, is it like organizational-wide sort of project that we are talking about. Um, Some projects may benefit from different methodologies, it may not be always Agile or Scrum. Um, Some may benefit from Kanban or like Lean. So depending on that sort of team, um, it has to be identified what works for them. But I, uh, although not all teams have the knowledge and experience to understand the impact of deciding what they want to do, and I would um, rely on the delivery experts, like uh, you know the product owners or the scrum masters or agile coaches, to kind of understand you know what would be the best thing to go for, like in a particular team, and mentor and teach them and coach them through it. Um, and the other thing uh, which came to my mind is uh, if you have like multiple teams working um, together and, you know, like in an organization, if everybody goes and select, pick their own methodologies to use, uh, there is no alignment. Um, and, you know, it can cause a lot of friction within the teams and uh, they would have different cadences. They talk different languages and they track things differently or plan things differently. That is probably not going to work really well as well. So, uh so my answer is it depends. <laughs> 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 Thank you. All right. Um, um, when I was definitely looking into the questions, I feel like, okay, mm, I have mixed views. It depends upon the team and the structure and the ways of working in the team. If a team is a proper software development team, then Scrum is the best. But if it is a 
team where multi they are working with multiple teams and some teams are following scrum some are following kanban that's very hard for this team to work with with these multiple teams so because they will not fix their timeline around that so as part of the uh, organization strategy they always have the agile coaches and agile coach comes into the picture and they will see like what type of structure what are the ways of working what type of dependencies are there which i have seen in my um, previous uh, experience as well uh, where everybody is following a sprint and one team was saying no no we will follow the kanban and that's where the question was how this team will achieve the and fix their timeline done status if the other teams whom they are working as collaboratively with them and they are following other approaches so definitely depend upon uh, mixed like depend upon the type of the team and depend upon the ways of working and what type of uh, delivery they are doing operations mostly i have seen it's they're following kanban but i'm also agree with will that if they can't fix their um, done status like in two weeks i want to achieve these many incidents or these many problem records if they can fix it they can achieve better result quickly so it depends awesome anything else with this one uh look it's interesting about um uh it was kind of touched on um in terms of um you know alignment if everyone's using the same ways of working you know you get that uh, alignment across the, the organization and um I, um you know I, I agree with that but it, i guess it's that autonomy of the team and empowering uh, the team and um you know um a company like uh, google in the us um you know they typically don't really care what at team level what you use um you, you know for the ways of um working and they just let the individual team um uh kind of uh, decide um whether that works or not for google is probably um uh, debatable um but if, you know I, i do believe there's some level of empowerment to let the team decide but if you know that you know the team's currently not performing with scrum there's typically some other factor um uh you know that's involved not the methodology in my in my experience at least yeah and i think coaching is definitely required even the new team members are coming what how much experience they have working in that type of uh, ways of working that also matters a lot and set the right ways of working up front is always the highly required for any team to be successful whatever ways they want to achieve so yeah, that's what i feel and like we have uh, touched on before there are a lot of new hybrid ways of doing these things right it's not just nobody's um, following a pure agile scrum but it's a combination of different things but uh, you know somehow the team has come together and identified this is what gives us the better outcome and this is how it works so yeah obviously that um is very important uh, to have that sort of a you know the discussion to kind of understand and come together with a plan or okay this is what we are going to do which is which we think is going to be the right thing for us that's totally going to be the right way i feel yeah so uh, and it would be good to have like um you know coaching around it so people have enough knowledge and equipped with that knowledge to kind of make those decisions that's the only key thing which i'll find out And I, think, I have uh, also go on, sorry. Oh, sorry sorry well you can go ahead 
No, no, you go. Okay. And what I have seen is um, one of the team, um, they said like, we will try to follow Scrum. So two weeks they try Scrum, two weeks they try Kanban and then they selected like, oh, our team is best fit for this one. <laughs> so we will try. Trial is another way to find out what best fit for your team. So it's okay to uh, fail. <laughs> I think that um, uh, you both kind of touched on it um, about the agile um, uh, coach. And I think that is a, an ongoing, you know, whether it's one or um, many, but um, that's a role I've had within my organizations, you know, directly reporting um, uh, to me um, since about 2010. So every company I come into as part of my um, structure, you know, I always have an agile coach directly reporting to me because it's such a um uh well game changer if you get you know your teams performing uh leveraging scrum and agile uh, uh properly it, you know um i own product as as well and what that means is that i can get shit done <laughs> so uh you know <clears throat> that that is um a, a critical uh, element and just to <clears throat> into introduce whether it's into a, um, a new area of the business um, or a new team, you know, the expectation, oh, yeah, just spin it up and it'll work, you know, doesn't typically happen. So actually having that guru or expert within the business, because, you know, we talk about it from a um, product development, software development perspective, but actually um, the um, my last uh, company, which was uh, part of Seven West Media, uh, Pacific magazines, you know, uh, we got it working within um, the product development area of the business, but then we actually pushed it out into other parts of the business. Um, so, you know, across uh, publishing and commercial. So actually agile ways of working weren't just, um, you know, within the software part of the business. It was actually um, uh, across everything, in, including even how, you know, we worked uh, as a kind of uh, executive team uh, uh, as well. So I think, you know, um, <clears throat> living the values and driving it forward. Um, and, and I was very lucky. I had a CEO that got um, fully behind it and drove drove it kind of um, uh, forward. So, yeah, I think having exec team understanding and that's something you can do with an agile coach actually making ensuring that you whether it's your cmo um you know your cdo whoever it is having those basic principles and understanding and the why you want to do it is absolutely critical for success yep makes sense awesome all right well i'll let we'll quickly why not we'll quickly do the the, the bonus question i wasn't sure if we do this one but we'll get it we'll get a quick round up uh and we'll finish things off so appreciate everyone's input but the final question uh which is does your team need uh, which i know was kind of actually touched on semi throughout but we can we can go into it a bit anyway does your team need a scrum master or a scrum coach so anki i might get you to start with this one um, again, it depends on where you are with your agile journey, um, I believe. Like as an organization, um, you know, agile coaches work to increase the company-wide agility, uh, whereas Scrum Master focus more on the agile teams and guide them, uh, like single teams. Um, 
some organizations have agile coaches like uh, Will mentioned in his previous experience. And these are people like with specialized knowledge, right? And um, they coach the stakeholders, the management, the scrum masters, the scrum teams, everyone to improve the performance and uh, drive outcomes. And it's on an organizational level, I believe. Um, but the scrum masters are more focused on, uh, you know, helping the uh, scrum teams, the small teams to kind of, uh, you know, follow the practices really well. And, uh, you know, and they they have eight stances, I believe, like as a mentor, uh, the, um, you know, the implement, the mover, the coaching, coacher and all that, uh, all those ones. So I guess it depends on where you are um, with your agile journey and what you need at that time. Um, these roles would have um, uh, importance to play. Awesome. Thanks, Hanky. Priya, we'll pass it on to you next. Great. Um, uh, what I feel is how uh, everyone needs a mentor. Similarly, a scrum master need a mentor as well, and that person is agile coach. So, depend upon the team who is in the agile journey, if they are well understanding the ways of working, then scrum master is able to drive the team. But if Scrum Master is not experienced, he's also new in his own journey, that's where Agile Coach plays a big role to make the team successful. And Scrum Master and the Agile Coach will work and the Scrum Master will contact and work it out. Am I following the right ways? If that type of thing is coming up, how I can work it out? So Agile Coach being a mentor, provide the right ways, right directions to set up the team. And... Uh, I feel that both the roles go hand in hand. Agile coach can mentor multiple scrum masters, but scrum master is totally focused on the success of the individual team. So that's what I feel the relationship is. So there is an importance of having both the roles so that they can work it out together and solve the problems. Awesome. Thank you. And Will, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, look, I touched on the agile coach, and you know, fun, fundamental part um, or fundamental role um, uh, to have. I think the the scrum master one uh, is really interesting because um, <clears throat> I don't know if I just take my last three uh, uh, organisations, and as we all know, one size doesn't uh, uh, fit all. So, and, and it's it's you know. Um, it's also about how many roles you can actually fund as part of the team uh, as well. So, for example, at um, Seven, uh, when I uh, first started, um, you know, we had um, uh, uh, product managers and project managers um, and we created, um, we did a bit of a reboot and we created this kind of hybrid role um, that was called um, a PIM which was a uh, product uh, and iteration manager. And basically that individual was a product uh, manager and an iteration manager. Um, at, um, now we've gone back to having, because um, we've scaled the teams, you know, um, we need a dedicated delivery manager. So the delivery manager is effectively the scrum master. And then, yeah, the product manager is just focused on, you know, roadmap, um, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, at Fairfax, um, I created a new role called a, and it's actually used a bit more now in industry called a BAIM, which is a business analyst iteration manager. So they're doing business requirements and iteration uh, management. But you know, at Fairfax, I blew up the PMO 
because you know they had a very kind of formal uh, project management structure they had product managers and then they had scrum masters it was complete mess so um, I wanted a person who owned delivery and I wanted a, a person who ho- owned product uh, type thing so um uh, yeah I think organizationally um you know if you're not reviewing your teams and organization uh every couple of years because the market changes the business changes you know you have to keep the teams relevant to what's going to what's going on so um you know scrum master i think in industry used to be quite um used quite a bit then it kind of became iteration manager and then they were called delivery managers so it's kind of the same uh role but you know if you've got three people four people in the team you know having some you can have someone who's delivery and product but if you've got eight people in the team then yeah you need those dedicated resources so it's 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 about scale and scalability of those roles to a certain extent right and i want to say like it is it is a hat this is a role whoever can play it if that ba can play the scrum master role as well it's just a hat <laughs> just use it and play it awesome. you, you you're right in the fact that it's it's like within scrum you know their roles not people and i think some people you can get com- confused it's like oh i need someone with the job title of scrum master you don't necessarily you know it's a roles with a set of responsibilities and that can live with a product person you know so just to you know like round it up i feel like it's uh, it depends on the size of the team that you're talking about as well on what sort of roles you want to introduce and also uh, it touches on the experience of the scrum masters that you currently have or uh, do they need more mentoring and coaching and uh, you know where they are like in their level of experience um, so those factors come into play for deciding, you know, whether you want probably an agile coach. And um, yeah, so that's what I get out of this discussion, right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Anything Anything else to, to wrap things up? I think this will be a kind of, or even finish things off. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, talking to Will and Priya. It was really good to kind of hear uh, insights and hear personal opinions on some of these topics. It was really good to be part of this. Thank you. Same here. It's a really a good way to understand uh, different opinions and to learn from those ones. So I would say I'm lucky enough to get that opportunity. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, just uh, fantastic. Just to have a chat about Agile at the end of the day. <laughs> awesome awesome well look, thanks everyone uh, for their inputs uh, I thought it was awesome as well so I think we'll, we'll wrap up the podcast so I'll get everyone on here to please just hang back um, but I'll say goodbye to everyone that's kind of listening uh, on any of the platforms like Spotify or SoundCloud uh, hopefully this podcast has delivered some great value around Agile and looking forward to seeing you all next time <laughs> <laughs>